0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Everything. John Elmore, good to see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Over my circumstance. Hey, Monique, miss you. My circumstance. Over my circumstance, be another chance. <laughs> my God, thank you. You rain. You rain. You rain. You rain. Thank you for sharing, John Elmer. Hey, Kim Yarley Wynn. You're right. Hey, Instagram. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook. All my monsters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, Nikita, and Nicole. Hey, Tammy. My God! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for my circumstance. You reign. My God. Over my circumstance. (laughs) You reign. My God. You You reign. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continuously, no matter the circumstance, continuously, continuously continuously be in my mouth, no matter the circumstance. Can you just say that out your own mouth this morning? No matter the circumstance you reign, no matter the situation, you reign. No matter what I'm going through, you reign. Doesn't matter if it doesn't add up, you reign, you reign. You have full authority in my life. You reign, you reign, you reign, you reign, you reign. You reign. Lord God, have your way. You reign, my God, you reign. Father God, we just thank you. You reign. You reign. You reign. No matter the circumstance, no matter what it looks like. You reign. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I glorify you. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. If this is your very first time logging on, you are not here by mistake. My God, you reign. You are in the right place at the right time. And we are a community of believers. We love you. Um, We bless you. We praise God for you being here. You did not happen here just by chance. God divinely appointed you and set you here and said, you know what? You need to hear this this morning. Because I have something for you. So, Father God, we thank you for your word. My God, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. And you reign no matter the circumstance. That needs to be your position this morning. No matter the circumstance. No matter the situation. No matter what the enemy says. No matter what the doctor says. No matter what it is. God you reign and i'm giving you full authority in my life and i'm giving you full authority over every circumstance over every situation and i'm giving you full authority over my health my god and we thank you and we bless you because you reign you reign you are king of kings you are lord of lords you are the great i am you are prince of peace you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Gabor. You go to war for me. You are immutable. My God, you are righteous. You are good. You are sovereign. You are peace. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. My God, you reign, you reign, you reign, you reign. When we say God is sovereign, that means God is ruler over everything. And there is no situation that God won't judge or no place where God won't go be to be with you. We drive out every force of darkness, anything that has been trying to lie to us and to keep us, Father God, from believing you reign. You reign in our finances. You reign in our health. My God, you reign in our home. You reign in our marriages. You reign on this devotional. You reign, Lord God you reign no matter the circumstance. Yeah. He is the final authority over every situation does not matter what man says. It only matters what God says. And what God says is I reign, try me, test me, prove to see that I reign and I'll do just that my god father god we thank you we bless you you reign you are majesty my god you have dominion and power father god have your way on this devotional holy spirit be with us lord god thank you father god that words for words that shake up the forces of hell we thank you lord god in the name of jesus i want to pray against any spirit that has been hindering you this morning, right? Anything that's been holding you up, right? Anything that's been trying to snag you or catch your attention. Um, Anytime the Lord advances us and tells us there's a new chapter, there's always some demonic force or darkness that tries to make you feel like what was real or what was true or what, what God said is not going to happen. The enemy always tries to come in like a flood. And I felt this hindering spirit, like a snag in the spirit, something trying to distract you to keep you from completing or doing what God has said to you, right? God gave you some specific assignments in this season. God told you some things, he needs you to do. Right. And so the enemy will try to make you, uh, make it appear like God's word is not true. And if he can hinder you or distract you or hold you up, You won't press into things and it's like a smoke screen. My God, right? He wants you to keep a blind eye to some things. My God, he wants you to be focused on this so you won't see that. He wants you unsettled in this so you won't be settled in that, right? He won't be settled in that. And so it's like a hindrance. It's like something in the way it's a prevention. And sometimes it's so easy, but guess what? We have the authority in Christ Jesus. We pull down every stronghold. We cancel every assignment. We drive out this hindering spirit that has been trying to distract us. That is trying to make us walk in lack. That is trying to make us lag behind that has tried to keep us from our kingdom assignment. We drive you out in the name of Jesus back to the force of hell from which you came. You will not hinder us. We cancel every assignment. We cancel your lies in our ears. We cancel your thoughts in our minds. My God, you have no place here. You have no authority. In our lives, we drive out every spirit that's been trying to distract us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, and we just repent, Father God, for any unforgiveness in our life. Will you just take a minute? We probably need to take communion together as well. We need to probably take communion um will you just repent um this week either this week or by next week maybe in the morning we take communion together especially for those of you who have not had communion in a while um but we just need to sanctify ourselves if you have had any unforgiveness can we clear the air if you have had any offense come in can we just clear the air because we know unforgiveness um hinders us this morning i was praying and god was just showing me something that happened in a particular season in my life where that i had let some unforgiveness come in and he said a sign that you let unforgiveness come in is when something else comes up again you approach or you talk about that situation from that perspective and i was like and so i had unforgiveness towards someone even though i was in communication with them even though i was loving them even though i was being kind i still had unforgiveness and so when god showed me that and this was from something that happened years ago right and i've been in fellowship with this person did not realize but he showed me by some of the words that were coming out of my mouth that I was still operating in unforgiveness. And sometimes unforgiveness takes a process. It does, right? It takes a process. And so we have to settle ourselves so that our prayers reach heaven so that we are heard and ask God, Lord, search my heart, my God, so that we don't have any backlash from the enemy, right? Uh, Lord, search my heart, search my heart. And I need you to show me anything in my life in which I have been operating in unforgiveness, Lord God, because you don't you don't mark my iniquities. And so if you don't, that's um, Psalms 3 and four. If you don't mark my iniquities, how am I going to mark iniquities against someone else? You pardon my iniquities. Mark 11 and 25 says. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses, right? Forgive them that your father in heaven may forgive your trespasses. And so if we'll pause for just a second, just a second, we we're just going to pause just a second. And we're just going to ask the Lord, will you reveal to me anyone in my life that I have been walking in forgiveness to uh, in unforgiveness that I've been holding that prisoner in my heart. Father God, we settle ourselves right here. We ask you to say, search the deep chambers in our heart. And if there is any place that we have been walking in unforgiveness, Lord God, where we have been holding aught or offense, Lord God, we just ask that you forgive us right now in Jesus name. It is not our intent sometimes the pain and the trauma has been so real lord god that we do not know how to release people properly so holy spirit we are asking you to help us release that we forgive circumstances that we forgive situations and that we forgive ourselves in jesus name my God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you, Lord God. And gravitate towards the pool. If God pulls you to a certain person, if a certain person starts coming up in your face, a certain circumstance, gravitate towards the pool and let the Holy Spirit lead you. And just, Father, forgive me right now. In the name of Jesus, and I release this person, I release the stronghold that's been trying to come against my mind, that's been trying to keep me from unforgiving. Lord God, I forgive myself for bad mistakes and decisions. I'm not going to continue to beat myself up. Lord God, you reign in every area of my life. So I submit this situation to you. I submit this person to you, Lord God. I choose to forgive them right now. In Jesus name and Luke 5 and 20 says when Jesus saw their faith he said friend your sins are forgiven and forgiven same thing here when God sees our faith that we truly want to walk in unforgiveness that we truly want to be right standing with us he releases us from walking in unforgiveness and then we've released that person and anything some something tries to come back up and drive you to a place a position where you don't forgive this person Again, My God, then all you got to do is go take it again. No, I've forgiven this person. And sometimes when the offense is great, we have to continue to do that again and again and again and again. Just don't post that yet just, and I know you didn't know, just, 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 this. okay. What, what I want you to focus right now on just releasing them right now in Jesus name, right? Luke six and 30 says, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. My God, right now in the name of Jesus, father God, we release all offenses and all mistakes all trauma, my God, all the damage, all the hurt, everything, just pause, all of you pause, everybody pause, you release all damage, all hurt, all offense, all mistakes right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and Father God, we forgive others, and we forgive ourselves, in Jesus name, amen, you got to practice forgiveness, you got to practice acting in forgiveness. You got to practice releasing your past. You got to practice releasing people. You got to practice that, right? Because most of us have been held up in that in so long. And if we keep going over another person's mistakes, then we're probably in unforgiveness about that person, right? When God showed it to me, I was referencing continuously something this person did, right? And every time I referenced that point, my God, when I got still enough, God said to me, it's like, because you haven't forgiven them for this. You haven't released them from this. And I was like, I'm so sorry because I don't want God holding any of my mistakes against me. Right. So I definitely don't need to be in a position to hold any mistakes against anyone else. Right. And so, Lord, forgive me right now. And I want you to distract me distracted because this one moment is so important. And you might have to do this every morning until you feel some peace when you see that person every morning, you might have to every morning, right? You might have to every morning do that until you feel some peace. You might have to do it because there's Romans tells us there's no condemnation, right? There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And if there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? Then that's Romans eight and one, right? And if we're not to walk what for in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit has set you free from the law of sin and death, then that same spirit has set them free. And when I operate in that spirit, then I'm not holding offense against anybody because I understand the necessity of freedom in Jesus name. Like, right. I understand the necessity that comes behind forgiveness and freedom, right. And the freedom that comes behind forgiveness. So you may have to practice that every morning, you may have to submit it every morning. You may have to say to yourself every morning, I'm choosing to walk in total forgiveness. And then ask the Lord, Lord help me cast this into the sea of forgetfulness so that I'm not holding on to this thing because I don't want this thing hindering my life. I don't want this hindering their life. I don't want to build a memorial. I taught something one time, um, about building a memorial to your pain. I don't remember what devotional that was. That was so long ago. It's about two and a half years ago, but often we will build a memorial to our pain. We more memorialize, right? Pain all the time. And anytime we memorialize pain with that usually comes unforgiveness. And every time we have a point, like we build an altar to it, <laughs> Here's the pain, we build an altar to it. Anytime we set that place of pain and we're always referencing that place of pain and we're not walking in forgiveness, every time we live in this place where we built a memorial to the pain and every time we come back to the place, right? Cause tra- we've been trauma, the trauma is real. But every time we go back to the place And we let our thoughts dwell there. There is usually also unforgiveness towards ourselves, unforgiveness towards the other people that are involved, and that takes root in us. And so every time we revisit it, every time we don't cast down wicked imaginations, every time we don't cast down anything that exalts itself in Christ Jesus, then every time we come back to the source and the place and the sign and whatever else, every time. Every time we come back to this place, every time we come back to the source of this place, right? We have to ask God, we have to deal, we have to ask God to help us deal with this place and this source of pain. And Addie, I saw your question about grief. You got to get into the word and see what the word says about grief. Grief is very real. Um there are stages to grieving, but in the same reality and tone, um we have to let the Lord lead us in our place of grief, right? We have to understand why we're grieving, the way that we're grieving. Uh when my grieving had gone too long, the Lord took me to a particular scripture right? When my grief had gotten more emotional than it was helpful. And I, and I still love my husband. I still miss my husband tremendously, but I can now talk to him, talk about him without, from a very healthy place. I can use our testimony from a place of growth. Um, and so if grief has you stuck, then you have to begin to if grief grief has you quenching God, if grief has you in such an emotional space that you can be effective, then you have to ask yourself what is going on because our our emotions will lead us in such a place. And so I can't build a memorial to this pain, right? Because some of us have been in pain so long. Pain is our normal, right? Pain is our normal. It's our normal, right? I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they said, I feel weird. And I said, why do you feel weird? And they said, because this is the first time in my life that I've been living, not that they didn't have troubles, but that they had really learned to cast their care and they were living in victory. And living in victory felt weird for them because they had had trouble for so much long. They were not used to having so much peace. They were not used to, um, having so much strength. They were not used to experiencing so much grace, the fullness of God, like all of that felt strange for them. And I said, get used to it, get used to being in a place of victory. And sometimes we can be in stress and defeat for so long that we don't understand. We don't understand Victory. We don't know what victory looks like. And so anytime we've made a memorial out of pain, we've got to get to the source of that memorial, which it usually has a lot to do with our emotions. Our emotion, you will be amazed the number of people who do not realize they are led by their emotions. And you can usually tell what's leading you by your conversations and just because your conversation looks like it's filled with faith it doesn't mean that you're not emotionally led i can tell by sometimes what people post what people type what people say that what they're saying is not it's their emotions, because emotions make us speak out of turn, emotions make us over talk people, emotions make us make decisions that have nothing to do with where we are. And so the source of our pain has a lot to do, I don't know why we even needed to get into that, but the source of our pain has a lot to do with whether or not we've built a memorial to that pain and we justify and we normalize things because we don't understand our identity in Christ. If our identity is in Christ Jesus, we should be walking. We should not be replaying these same scenarios over and over again. Anytime we are in a situation in a place where we are replaying same scenarios over and over again, the enemy has us snagged and snared and we don't really realize that we are snagged and snared because we've been operating. And uh, can I tell you something that I learned recently? Um, I was watching a psychologist and she was talking about a wound mate. That was the word she used, a wound mate. And when you are wounded, you typically draw, you typically draw other wounded people, right? Or you're drawn to other places. You're drawn to other places that are wounded like you are operating the same sphere of thinking as you. Right. And so when we are there and we're in those positions, we'll be drawn to other people who operate in the same emotions that we do and will repel other people who um, who are provokers, but good provokers who are trying to provoke us out of the same thought thought processes that we've been in in for the, for the same time, like the same time, the same spirit, the same thing, same, same thing. Right. And a lot of times, remember, we're learning how to, we're learning how to hear God speak, right? We're learning how to hear God speak. And a lot of times God will speak to us through other people. Well, when we're broken and the enemy is trying to keep us in a cyclic pattern, right? In our cycling, in a cyclic pattern and in a cyclic place, he loves for us to memorialize pain. And he loves for us to be attracted to or caught up with other people that operate in that same place, because then they're just going to sign off on our pain. They're just same thing for sin, right? If you're dealing with somebody that pushes you to a certain place of sin is because that sin is attractive to you both. And then they're going to sign off on that sin. They're not going to sign off on your holiness, which is why God talks to us all the time about being with people who are unequally yoked. Right. And so when we do that in pain, our wombmates, we gravitate to relationships that encourage us to continue to be in pain. We gravitate to music that encourages us to be in pain. Um, we gravitate towards preaching to, to, towards things that encourage us to be in pain. I'm just being real. We gravitate pain, that, that, pain and things like that. Don't want to let, go. and when the enemy wants to keep you in a cycle, he'll keep, Hey, Pauline Johnson, uh, we'll, he'll keep pushing you towards those places of pain and you won't even realize that you're attracted to something that's keeping you in a cycle and you're not cyclic. So this is one of the reasons that we have to position ourselves in a place where we don't build a memorial to our pain pain, where our identity is established in Christ Jesus. And I know that we've been hearing from God, but I need to talk to you. We're, we're learning to hear from God. But I heard the God God talk t- tell me to come back and talk about our identity in Christ just a little bit today. Because if I don't understand my identity in Christ, then what's going to happen is um, my identity is in something else. And then I'm really not going to be able to hear God speak because what I identify to is what's speaking to me. I can't run, I can't run, I can't run. I wanna run, but I can't run. What I identify to, what I identify with is what's speaking to me. So if I identify with pain, guess what's doing? I'm speaking to me. Whatever I identify with is what I say. So how I describe myself is um, by what I do, right? If I describe myself by my relationships, if I use my background, my aspirations, my heritage, my possessions, my physical attributes, whatever way I describe myself by. Right. This becomes my identity. So ask yourself this morning, how do I describe myself? Come on now, this rainbow word, this fresh off the press. I had studied something else. What? How? Just for a second. If somebody asks you, who were you, how would you describe yourself? Because how you describe yourself, and I'm talking about what you really believe. Oh, I'm a woman and fa- I'm just, can we use this example? Oh, I'm a woman of faith, right? So if I say I'm a woman of faith, am I really living? And do I live by faith? <laughs> do I live by bread? Do I live by bread alone? Or am I living by every word that proceeds out my mouth. If I see myself as a teacher, if I see myself as a prophet, am I like, am I living by the things that I'm, that I'm saying? Right. And so whatever we identify ourselves with, if I identify myself as a mother more than anything, right. So how do, that's the question this morning. How do I describe myself? If someone asks me to describe myself, how do I, and then like, and if I describe myself this way, Do I walk in it? Right. Everyone has a worldly identity and everyone has a spiritual identity. Speak, Jesus. Speak, 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 speak. speak, Right. We as Christians have to know that we are children of God. But we also have to know at the point that we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he has made us over into all brand new creations. Therefore we are completely born again, right? Since I'm completely born again, right? If I'm completely born again, except everybody accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? Everybody I've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If I've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then I have a brand new identity, right? And some of you will say, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait wait, you have a brand new identity. And so when I accept this case, well, what about when I make mistakes? As soon as you repent, guess what? You get a brand new identity, right? Because the Lord reigns in your life. And when the Lord reigns in your life, then all of that from your past is washed away and you are sealed in a brand new New identity. I know that if we don't get this, if you do not understand your identity in Christ, it is going to make you difficult for you to be able to hear God. You are not just a Christian by name, you got a brand new identity. You walk in a brand new authority. You have authority over your house, you have authority on your situation, you have access to way more than you know you have access to, right? And so Once I'm born again, I'm a new creation. Can you say that? I'm a brand. I am a brand new. I am not. I'm not identified by my disease. I'm not identified by my situation. I'm not identified by the fact that I'm. Can can I tell you something? when I, I change my status on my Facebook page, and even though I am widowed, and the scripture identifies me as a widow, and there are certain things for the widow, I get that, but I do not let my widowhood determine my identity, right? That's a That's a role that I'm in because my widowhood is subjected to change. My widowhood is subjected to change, right? anything that's in my life because God reigns in my life is subjected to change. Right. And so my old identity, once I'm born again, my old identity is gone. And I'm going to give you all the scripture to go with this. I'm going to give you scripture. I'm going to back it up in scripture. Um, So my old identity is gone. Right. And so you're forgiven. So I don't have to rehearse my past. If I'm forgiven, I don't have to be justified. I don't even have to have thoughts Towards my past and the reason that I don't have thoughts have to have thoughts towards my past is because I've been Forgiven. I have a brand new identity. I'm declared in Innocent right according to the word. I'm innocent. I'm justified of all wrongdoing Not some not some wrongdoing not some I am justified of all wrongdoing Oh, I'm made holy. I'm sanctified, right? I'm sanctified. I'm set apart, right? I'm adopted as Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I am joint heirs in the the kingdom, right? And God has given me his righteousness, right? And it translated me from darkness, right? And it changed me from God's enemy to God's friend. I am a friend of God. I'm joint heir. I'm eternal. And we know that in Romans tell us nothing can separate us from the love of God. So my greatest treasure, <laughs> you got to hear me in this. My greatest treasure is that my identity is in Christ Jesus. That is my greatest treasure. And I have to hold on to that treasure. And I have to understand This is who I am. This is my identity. And so many of us struggle to uh, identify who we are because the world, remember we have a world identity and we have a spiritual identity. Our world identity has taught us that it's way more important than our spiritual identity. But I come to tell you today, (laughs) I come to shake up the forces of hell that if you will get revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus, This power will begin to operate in your life. Too many of us have been basing our identities on what we do from our jobs, to our roles, to our motherhood, to our relationships, right? We've been defining ourselves by those pursuits, right? I I remember when I used to think, oh, my kids are my life. My kids are not my life. My kids are not my life. My kids are, my career is not my life. God is my life. God is not the, God is my life, right? My kids are not my life. People are subject to change. And when we govern our, my marriage is, my marriage was not my life. And I remember at one point when I had made my marriage my life, right? No, God is my life, right? So God intends for every last one of us to find our identity in Christ We are to identify and find our identity. That's how you're going to fully live in Christ. Keeping the mindset that, you know what? My identity is found in Christ Jesus. And so how do I find my identity in Christ Jesus? Is I'm going to have to use a list of the things that God calls me. I'm going to have to renew my mind in this daily. And I'm not talking about running through the list right? Because things are subjected to change. I'm going to have to meditate on this day and night, day and night until I am transformed in his image. And I am walking in the reality of who I am. Depression is not from God. And people will tell you, it's okay for you to be depressed. It's not okay for you to be depressed. It's okay if depression happens, but it's not okay for you to be depressed For long periods of time, that's the enemy. He wants you to think you're supposed to live in depression forever. No, God's grace is sufficient. And if God's grace is sufficient and Jesus Christ took his place on the cross for me, then you know what? Jesus is about to battle this depression for me. If Jesus did took on all my depression so that I wouldn't have depression, then I'm not going to continue to live in depression. No, depression. I've recognized you. You don't live here. You don't belong me because this is what we do when our identity is in the things around us we'll we'll take ownership i have depression i have depression right we'll take ownership i remember when i was dealing with a stomach ulcer i kept saying my stomach ulcer hurt my my stomach ulcer and i remember my friend teresa challenged me and she said stop taking ownership over that ulcer that ulcer does not belong to you. And I remember I had to come. I said, you're right. So I said, this ulcer <laughs> that has been bothering me for so long has to go. It has to go. And so how do I find my identity in Christ Jesus? Right. I'm going to give you some things to hold on today. We're going to, we've made a decision. We're not, I need to find my identity in Christ so that I'm a, so that, so that I'm able To hear God, I'm not going to be able to be fine tuned into God if I don't even know who I am. Right? Remember, I shared with you, God speaks to us a lot of times based on who we are. Well, if I don't know who I am, Jesus, if I don't know who I am, then he's not going to speak. I'm not going to hear him every circumstance, every situation, every relationship, every lie. I've built and I've had and I've believed in is what's going to speak to me (laughs) is what's going to speak to me. Yes, Vanessa, wrong identification will have you in a misfit gang. And so a lot of us are still operating in the same mentality in the same place with stunted growth, because we're spiritually deprived of who we are in Christ Jesus. And because this, our jobs identify us, our marriages identify us, we're not allowing God to identify us. So let's look at some of the things that he says about us, right? Right. I'm justified. I'm a saint. right? I'm a saint. If, if, if I, that the fact that I've placed my trust in Jesus qualifies for me to be a saint now, Even though I struggle with sin, we all struggle with sin. That's what Christ Jesus is for. We are in a following world. Jesus will help you to overcome sin in your life. I know because he helps me daily. And here's what I don't do anymore. I don't try to manage sin in my own strength. I can't manage sin in my own strength. And that has been one of our problems. We've been so religiously trying to handle our pain and all of our stuff. No, I can't manage this. I am not a sinner. I'm a saint, right? I'm I'm a saint. Jesus helps me overcome sin in my life. I rely on him to help me resist temptation. I don't rely on myself to help resist temptation. I rely on him. Lord, you help me to resist him temptation. Ephesians 2 and 19 says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizen, citizens with the saints. And the household of God, Colossians 1 and eleven thirteen, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, giving joyfully thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of saints in the light. Right. Romans 8 and 27. Love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful ephesians 3 and 17 that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love say this i got to be rooted and grounded in love so that i'm able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length depth and height of your love my god i need to be able to comprehend lord help me comprehend The breadth, length, depth, and height of your love. And because people have loved us so wrong, it sometimes becomes difficult to see that God can see us as a brand new creation. The next thing is, you're blessed. I'm blessed. Can you say that? I'm blessed, right? God has given you the greatest blessing of all Himself. Blessings have absolutely nothing to do with things. If you think you're blessed, if you're not happy until your situation, comes, then you don't understand that you're already blessed. If you're not satisfied until your situation changes, you don't understand you're blessed. If you're not satisfied or happy until your money reaches a certain place, then you don't understand that you are blessed. You are blessed because God has chose you. I'm blessed because God chose me. No matter what other blessings God chooses to send your way or don't send your way. You can always be confident in the fact that God loved me, that God chose me. God brings so many regular blessings into your life. The problem is, right? Because my eyes are set set on my lack. I don't realize how blessed I am. And if the enemy keeps me in a repetitive cycle of lack or what I don't have, or what doesn't look right, then guess what happens? I won't realize that I am blessed in order, I got to reflect on this daily. I got to reflect on my blessings daily. I got to begin to thank him for just random things. I'm thanking him right now for every person on this devotional. I'm grateful for every person that shared this devotional. I'm grateful for every person that allows me to speak into his life. I could not be doing this, but I love doing this. And God chose me to do this. And so I'm grateful for this. Psalms one and three, one and three says, blessed is the one Who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of markers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. The person is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruits in season and whose whose lead does not wither whatever they do will prosper. If what I'm doing is of God, it's going to prosper, right? Second, And prosperity isn't blessed, blessed on always output. We think we're prospering because the numbers look good, right? Sometimes we're prospering just because we put in the work, right? His prosperity is all encompassed. His prosperity includes peace. His prosperity includes love. His prosperity includes more. Second Corinthians 9 and 8 and said, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and in all times, having all you need, you are abound to every good work. You need to know you're appreciated, right? God lavishes you with your love. God appreciates your dedication. That's why so often when y'all get on here in the morning, I'm like, I appreciate you for being here. God appreciates faithfulness. God loves faithfulness. He loves when people are faithful to him, not for his hands. Not to see his hands, but because of the relationship. First, John three and one says, see what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Zephaniah three and 17 says the Lord, your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you right? You're delighting you. You are saved. I remember when one of my sons, he just kept going to the altar to be saved again and again and again and again. And finally, my our pastor grabbed him and said, you are saved. But what was going on with him was every time he thought he sinned, he thought he needed to accept Jesus again and again. He didn't realize that he needed to repent set his heart and asked Jesus to help him with the places in which he was still struggling. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him for a dead, you will be saved for what is with your heart that you believe and are justified and is with your mouth that you profess you are saved. Second Corinthians five twenty one. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness My God, you are reconciled. God has reconciled you to God and other believers. And so God has a plan for us. When we are reconciled, guess what? We have a plan for, he has a plan for us. I am not left out here without a plan. Romans 5, 10 and 11 says, for if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him, through the death of son, how much more having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now receive reconciliation. Guess what? you also going to be afflicted. Affliction going to (laughs) come. Affliction going to come. Somebody say that to me. Affliction going to come. We're not, we don't like affliction, but affliction is going to come. First Peter at five, eight and 10 reminds us, be alert, be sober minded. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour him, resist him, stand firm in faith because, you know, the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You are not the only person who is suffering, but this is what I like next about this part of the scripture and the God of all grace. Who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while. Somebody says a little while. Somebody say a little while. So he ain't say forever. He said, after you suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. We get so stuck at the suffering. We get so stuck at the suffering that we forget he said after a little while, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to make you strong. I'm going to make you firm and I'm going to make you steadfast. Second Corinthians 4:16 and 17 says, therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. You have got to get in your head, this is not my home. This is not my home. This is not my home. Can I tell y'all something? When the devil challenges me in death, I talk trash to him and I tell him and I remind him this isn't my home. So even if I die, guess what's going to happen? I get to go be with Jesus. So shut up talking to me. And when I do that, you know what he does? He shuts up because he knows that my resolve is in Christ Jesus. And if God is for me, who can be against me? And all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So I'm not going to beg you for my life that is hidden in Christ Jesus, I'm not gonna be worried when He can have you consumed. Well, if something happens, no, I'm not gonna beg you for my life. That's hidden in Christ Jesus. You don't have authority over my life. As a matter of fact, shut up talking to me. You don't have any authority. John sixteen thirty three says, "I've told you these things, right, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world." He wants you unsettled. He wants you in unforgiveness. He doesn't want you to realize the authority you have. But when you take the position that this is not your home, you're just here to do God's work. You're just here to do God's bid. You are on kingdom assignment and you focus on that. And it takes a minute to get here. It takes it. It takes a minute to get here. It takes a minute to build your faith up to this level. I wasn't at this level last year. I got to this level this year because I got sick of him re- harassing me. I got sick of him trying to play the same story in my head. And when I got the revelation that he don't have authority over me. to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When I got the position that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I stopped my man, this momentary affliction. These I'm not going to set my face on this. I got stuff to do. And anytime that I'm sent listening to you, I'm not doing the stuff you call me to do. This is the last thing I'm going to give you and then we're going to get out of here. You're heard. God always hears and responds to your prayers when you're connected to him through Jesus. Feel free to express any of your thoughts and feelings to God at any time. Expect that God is going to hear you and he's going to listen to you. God is not avoiding you. God is not ignoring you. We don't serve that kind of God. He's not. He's not not listening to you. He's heard every prayer. He's heard everything that's coming in your mouth. Some stuff takes a little longer. Some stuff has to do with you pruning. Some stuff has to do. Jeremiah 29, 12, 13. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. First Peter 3 and 12, You're the, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to the prayer. But the faith, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, right? One John 5 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have at, have what we asked of him. Believe you receive when you pray right? And then you are gifted. God gifted you with gifts and talents. He's giving you special abilities that he wants you to use, (laughs) right? He's giving you passions and you, you are not here by accident. You are not here by mistake. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in us to do in advance, He prepared you in advance. He knew you in your mother's womb first Peter 4 and 10 and 11 each of us should use whatever gift we receive to serve others. Sometimes we don't understand our purpose because we're not trying to use our gift to serve others. Right, We're trying to exploit others. That's why you got to watch what you attach yourself to. Each one of you should use your gift you receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do, do so as one who speaks the word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God. Right? They should do so with the strength of God. If anyone provides, God provides so that all things may be praised through Jesus Christ. You're new, you're forgiven, you're loved, you're rewarded. My God, God establishes those facts. You are well loved romans 8 37 39 go ask him about his love read about his love and all things we are more than conquerors through him whose love does first john 4 7 11 dear friends let us love one another from love comes from god god is nothing but love and then god is going to reward you for continuously and diligently seeking him do not get weary in your well-doing Find your identity in Christ Jesus, and then you're going to find yourself in a position to be able to hear God. My God, that is so good. That's where our identity is. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. And so, Father God, we forgive forgive us for not understanding our identity, Lord God. Position us so that we can hear you and we find our identity in you and nothing else. Holy Spirit, help us where we've been misidentified. Where we don't understand our kingdom authority, our righteousness, right? Where we don't understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Help us to find our identity in you and you alone. Help us to be good stewards over our finances. Help us to be good stewards over our time. Help us, Father God, to be flawless in our effort towards you. My God, we put a demand on you today. We put a demand on you, Holy Spirit. We need your help so that we are resolved that our identity is in Christ, in Christ alone. Father God, thank you that your word is the standard. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your peace. My God, your undisturbed composure. We drive out. Every force of darkness in the name of Jesus that has had us misidentified, open our eyes to see, give us ears to hear. Lord God, let us be steadfast, immovable in you. Let us meditate on your words day and night. Let us hunger and thirst after righteousness. Let us be resolved in the fact of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Now, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's your beginning point. I need you to make the moment. You know what? There's something about Jesus that Lakeisha keeps talking about. And if it's if it's changed her direction, if it's changed her life, it can change mine, too. So let me make the decision today. You know what? I need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Maybe you're in a backsliding state. Maybe you fell off, right? Maybe you have forgotten. Today is the day. You just need to repent so God can go on and turn it around. You just need to repent. You just need to make that. This is the decision. You know what? One, Lord, I need a savior. I'm accepting you as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm gonna do that today. Two, I've been in a fallen state. I've been in a backslid state. I've not allowed you to be king in my life. Father, please forgive me for my fallen state. Can I tell you something What the scripture says? Anyone that comes to him and asks that, he's going to receive you. That's where it all begins. Do me one more, one more favor. Can you do me a favor? Can you home in for just a second? If at any capacity this ministry has been a blessing to you, will you consider becoming a partner of this ministry? You can go over to the website, Ties, all of that. Will you consider sowing a seed? Consider partnering with this ministry to help us get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. You can see all the ways we serve our community. We we serve the nation. We don't just serve our community. We serve our city. We serve our state. We save our world. Find out how you can connect to this ministry. Go sow a seed, go get connected, pray with us and partner with us. I'll see you back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Consider partnership with us back here in the morning. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.